1: Tonight, hi besties. I am Jess Machado. I am filling in for the boys tonight. Thanks for joining me. I apologize in advance that this show could not be further from what Marcus and Christopher normally cultivate. Sorrys. Not really. Um, I'm here tonight because it is Marcus's birthday, and I want to uh, wish him a very, very happy birthday. I the first time I met Marcus. Um, I was invited to come here uh, by Tim for like a, a roundtable. I don't know if he still does that on Fridays for like an hour. He would have people come in. And I met Marcus that that time and I had heard about him and I had been listening to him occasionally. Um, I recognized we were on basically complete opposite ends of the political spectrum. Um, and so I don't know why, but I was expecting it to not be so friendly. Um, and then I kind of fell in love with him because he's so great. And every time that we've co-hosted together or we've shared uh, a mic together, I think it's some of the best radio <laughs> that WPSM has. No offense to everybody else. Um, but I just feel like when Marcus and I are talking, it's fun. Um, it's, it's really good times. Uh, and I think it also does make good radio when you have people that don't always have the same point of view. Um, and so it's his birthday Happy birthday, Marcus. Uh, let's listen to this clip of Marcus and I <laughs> the last time I was on the show. Create an environment where those types of children could thrive. You know, the same way where like there are black students that need a special space to talk about social issues and white students can't go and talk about them like that.
0: Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, you do. I got to take a break. <laughs> listen
1: to us live in I love it. Happy birthday, Marcus. You're the best. Um, so welcome to the South Coast tonight. I'm Jess Machado. A little programming note. I will not be here this Saturday. Um, so I have a daughter that goes to UConn. She's a senior. And she her freshman year was cut off abruptly because of the sham that is COVID. And her second year was complete lockdown there. Um, they were, you know, wearing masks and there was no activities or anything. So as a parent, I couldn't really go. This is my oldest daughter. I didn't have an opportunity to go to her school and experience all the parental things. There were no parents events or anything like that. So basically, we laid it out for her that between junior and senior year, we needed to kind of make up for lost time. So we went to a football game earlier this fall and we went to a darty. Um, that's a daytime party for all of you boomers out there. And so we went to that, and from what I remember, it was a great time. Um, but she and her boyfriend, who bo- they both go to UConn, um, got us tickets to go see, I think, I feel like they're playing Rutgers this Saturday. Um, does that make sense? Could it be Rutgers? I don't know. But anyway, we're going to go see a basketball game on Saturday, so I'm going to spend the day out in Connecticut. Um, I think it's possible um, that Tim is going to try to get a copy of um, the Grace Curley show that I covered for Grace last week um, and play that instead. But if not, it'll most likely be a uh, best of Howie playing in its place. So unfortunately, I won't be here with you besties on Saturday, but I was able to get today, which is great. So we can talk and um, have a show. So um, before we do anything, let's stand and do the pledge. If you listen to me on Saturdays, we start every show this way. uh, And I, I it's my favorite part. So let's do that. If you're home, please stand. If you're driving, please drive responsibly. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay. I feel like we have a flag behind me, but I feel like we need one in the corner. Corner. In the corner, so that when I'm standing, I can't turn around and speak into the mic, so I mean one that way. I always feel like I'm disrespecting it because I have my back towards it. I'll bring a little one in and put it in the plant. Um, <clears throat> last time I was here, besties, it was the Saturday before the Super Bowl. And, yeah, you know, I guess, obviously, um, if you if you listened, my husband uh, called in. He was my guest for the day um, for the first hour or whatever. And he was a terrible terrible guest. I had to pull teeth to get him to talk about football, which is so bizarre because at home, all he does is run his mouth and um, he, when we talked about it afterwards, I was like, ah, I just kind of felt like you would be you know, giving more. And he's like, it was too square. You were too professional. I thought it'd be like a more like a Voss back and forth like we are at home. I was like, dude, we can't swear on air. <laughs> That's pretty much what it's like at home. Um, so we, you know, we had fine conversation, but it certainly wasn't what I would consider entertaining. Um, going into the Super Bowl on Sunday, it was great like we got up really early and we watched clips of previous Super Bowl wins right most recently um Mine against San Fran and his against the Patriots. We watched the clips. We watched, you know, a lot of propaganda stuff in the morning and we alternated back and forth. Then we played hype music and hype videos and we, you know, had our breakfast and started our day. And then we were still like really chummy. And then we drove to Tiverton Casino and we were going to go place our bets. And we went to get in the line and I said, let's not do the kiosk. Let's get in line and do it. And we went and got in line. And I like at the last minute, I was like, I can't do it. I feel like it's bad juju. It's bad vibes. I can't do it. And so I didn't place any bets, um, for the Super Bowl. My husband did. Um, and then it was fine. It was still great. We did a, we did a shot at the bar celebrate like no 9 a.m. Um, took our picture and then. We stopped at our local bar um, down the street from our house, had something quick to eat, went home, took a power nap, and then we woke up. And that's when everything changed. (laughs) My marriage as I knew it was completely different. All of a sudden, Jeffrey was angry. He had an attitude. He didn't want to high five me anymore. (laughs) It was miserable. He even got mad at me because he overslept. I was like, dude, set an alarm. I don't know what to tell you. It's 4.30 on Super Bowl Sunday. And so, thankfully... I had pre, um, I had thought this all out. I knew that there was the potential that things could be this way. So I invited, um, a group of our friends to meet us at Dublin Rose, which is where we watch all of our football games. And we had a great group of people. Shout out to Ben Rosa from the Republican town committee or city committee in Taunton, who I've gotten to know. He came and watched the game with us. And I thought it was great, but we had some of our old friends, um, and some of our new friends and the kids and my mom. And it was just like really great because uh, if it were just Jeffrey and I, um, I think there would have been some real tension there. So we watched the game. Jeffrey was very confident. (laughs) Lots of standing up and clapping and yelling and let's go and, you know, all of that stuff, especially going into halftime. But I have this tendency to just lean back on the fact that the Chiefs always find a way. They always find a way to win. And even when it doesn't look great. I mean, if you go back to the San Fran um, game, the Super Bowl against San Francisco, again, they were behind. And I just I always feel like they just find a way to scrape out a win. Not always great, not always pretty, but they get it done. So I kind of felt like that was going to happen. And then they came back after halftime and just pretty much you know um, the Eagles were outmatched in the second half and so um, needless to say Jeffrey got very angry there was not one photo taken of Jeffrey and I alone together there's maybe one or two with other people in it uh, but he was not having it Um, he got very angry like a lot of football fans right because let's let's break it down there's nobody here in New England that is a, a real hardcore Philly Chiefs fan like you guys are football fans, but your Patriot fans are your Tom Brady, Tampa Bay fans. I don't know what you're going to do now. But, like, essentially, you know, people were, you know, good football fans were into football. And you know what I'm talking about when people are saying that these calls that were made. In the second half of the game really were the game changer and made like the difference. And that's why the Chiefs won. These weren't clean wins and you're not calling penalties all game. And you really shouldn't be calling those really like minor penalties in the Super Bowl anyway. Refs usually let those things slide. Um, but I felt that that, that holding call was a, a, it was a holding call. I don't know what else you can do. I mean, if you're not calling that, you look ridiculous. And so the Chiefs won, I still say fair and square. And and the way that I broke this down, which if anybody wants to talk to me about it, I will say this. If you have two teams going into this that are very comparable, right, they both have strengths and weaknesses, but they still make themselves I mean I think the spread was one and a half, right? It's I mean that's that's pretty, you know, an even an even thing walking into the game. In my opinion, there were two things that tipped the scales. One, we had a turnover and we you know, scored a touchdown off of it. And two, we had the longest punt return in Super Bowl history, and that set us up for a touchdown. So if you've got two teams that are coming in, and they're both really dominant, they've both had fantastic seasons, you've got great talent, you know, your defensive um, line is strong, everybody looks really good, you know, unfortunately, two things like that tip the scales, and and you're going to win. So um, that, and we got Patrick Mahomes. I don't know what else to tell you. (laughs) sorry, not sorry. Um, So I, it was very weird though, because I wanted to celebrate and get really excited, but I really couldn't because my husband was sad and I'm a good wife. And so, you know, I didn't like get overzealous. Um, You know, I hugged him a lot while he cried, but beyond that I had to like, you know, celebrate inside. (laughs) It's almost like I don't need to celebrate because basically what you're seeing here is you're seeing like another dynasty form in the absence of Tom Brady and the Patriots, of which I have absolutely no idea what's going on there, um, you're going you're gonna to see uh, the Kansas City Chiefs really just kind of take a stronghold over everything. Um, we've been to the Super Bowl uh, three times in the past four years. We've won two out of the last four. Um, and everything looks amazing. So uh, it was great. I was really excited. Yay, Chiefs. <laughs> My husband is talking to me, but we haven't really discussed the Super Bowl at all. Nothing. No, nothing. It's all right. He'll be fine. Jeffrey's going to be okay. Um, so that was last Saturday. Then we had the Super Bowl on Sunday, Super Bowl on Sunday, and it was great. Um, I did hear that this Super Bowl was like the highest ratings or the highest watched Super Bowl in the past six years, which I think is great. I like hearing that. I get. I don't know if anybody else feels the same way, but I have a tendency to get a little depressed when I feel like ratings are really down on like those traditional like... Um, you know, all-American type of events. Um, I also watched the Grammys the week before, um, and I, you know, I felt like that there was a show there too, um, a little political, and it's fine. But I'm an, I'm nostalgic for those things, and I just feel like, you know. When people don't watch them, that makes me sad. I don't know why I'm going to have to figure that out. I'll I'll ask my therapist next time when we're done talking about daddy issues. But um, it just makes me sad. So to hear that there were more people watching the Super Bowl this time than in the past six years, I love that. Love that for us. Maybe everybody just needs an escape from the Chinese spy balloon situation. Maybe people need an escape from all of these train derailments. Um, Maybe everybody needs an escape from the lasers over Hawaii there's just a lot of stuff going on i think that people need an escape and we've had it and we're like dude we're just gonna resort back to olden days where we're just gonna we're gonna watch tv and forget about life hey caller thanks for holding you are live with jess how you doing good how are you
2: all right i'm just uh, a little concerned i was just uh driving i came up 18 coming to the south end but uh the other side of 18 is completely shut down coming to the north there's uh police cars all over it looks like there was a really really bad accident i just wanted to let everybody else know there because there's a lot of traffic starting to pile up
1: oh well thank you for letting our listeners know if anybody has any information on that and you want to um call in the number is 508-996-0500 um, and we can uh, share information a, with listeners good night. thank you thanks dusty well that's not good i don't like hearing that Thanks. um I will say, I don't know what 18 is and I don't know where that is. I just literally know just how to get here. And sometimes I even pass the Fairhaven exit, unfortunately. I'm usually distracted and singing. Um, Let's take a break and get that out of the way. Then when we come back, a couple things I want to talk about today. Um, If you, yeah, let's go, before we take a break, let's go over things that we want to talk about. Uh, I don't know if anybody uh, is on Twitter. (laughs) Over here, I know on Saturdays, I pretty much ram it down your throat every single time I'm on. You need to get on Twitter. That's where all the action is. Elon took over, and it's like a free free terrain. It's like the wild, wild west out there. Um, You can follow me, um, Jess Machado Show is my handle. But I know Marcus is on there. Chris is on there. Tim is on there. Even Barry is on there. I don't know if Phil's on there. He might be. Um, So you can stay connected to all of us. Um, But on Twitter is a great place for you to get, you know, news. Facebook has a tendency to not show you news or facts. Um, But Don Lemon um, really uh, (laughs) angered a lot of people uh, yesterday or or today. I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday um, where he was uh, basically saying, and we're going to get to the story, um, that uh, women who are uh, in their 50s are not in their prime anymore. And as you can imagine... I have a lot to say about that. Um, I also want to talk about uh, this. I'm going to tell you something that is just triggering me and angering me. And I don't really have an outlet for this. And so I have no choice but to bring it to the airwaves. Chelsea Handler, who is like nothing but a washed up comedian, if that. I don't really really know what she is. Um, Chelsea Handler has a new show on Netflix called, I don't even know what it's called. Trash. Trash cans, trash bags. I don't know what it's called. Um, And a big part of this show is this whole stance that she has been pushing for quite some time, which is, you know, glorifying and making um, a big deal out of women who don't have children, who choose not to have children. She doesn't want them to be called childless. Um, She has her own words for that. And and essentially, she's just sensationalizing the choice to not bear children um, and be selfish. And I know that there are some people that are going to disagree with me on this, uh, but I have a real issue with what she's doing, how she's doing it, um, how mainstream media is embracing it and pushing it and how it's essentially just one more layer and the whole plan to dismantle the family unit, which is the cornerstone of our society. We're going to talk about that and more. You can contribute to the conversation, 508-996-0500. I'm Jess Machado. I'm filling in for Marcus and Chris, and this is South Coast Tonight. Twenty W. Welcome back to South Coast Tonight, besties. I'm your host tonight, Jess Machado, filling in for the guys. Happy to do it. Happy birthday to Marcus. It's his birthday today. If you'd like to call in and say happy birthday to him and talk about your favorite South Coast Tonight moment, you can at 508-996-0500. We do have a caller that's been waiting, so let's do that first before we get talking. Uh, hi, caller. Thanks for holding. You are live with Jess. Hi. So what
2: did you say? Chelsea, Clint can't Chandler's not... um.
1: Having children? Chelsea Handler. I mean, Handler. Yes. So she's like that comedian. I think that's all she's really known for. Um, But she filled in for The Daily Show last week, for the whole week. And she used some of her time on there to talk about it. But she has a show on Netflix, some sort of stand-up performance. Um, I forgot what it's called. Um, And she is essentially, basically telling everybody it is amazing to not have kids. There's so many great things that you can do if you don't have children that you can't do when you do. Um, And really just sensationalizing it to the point where I'm really angry. (laughs) But I'm not angry at all. I'm going
2: to tell you what, I disagree with you on that. Go ahead. I think Chelsea, um, Chelsea Handler, Mm -hmm. she's just got like a snide. She's just, it just reminds me of um, not funny so much as, snide she just has like a snide remark kind of a. i i, I don't know i just she's always turned me off but yeah i, I kind of would encourage people like that not to have children right. her and all her followers <laughs> that think her comedy is great and, and like her sense of humor yeah, I really don't want more of those people around here. To be honest with you,
1: <laughs> that is a great way to look at it. I love Yeah, that. I don't need
2: more Chelsea Hamlet. I'm like, go, go. Yes, it's horrible. Don't have children. I you get... would hate these kids. They're
1: uh, monsters. I love do that. It. I love that. I guess oh, I was too was angry. She? Like what? Now she's oh, all of a sudden she's... like, I'm not going to have children. Like I, yeah, yeah. She's. I think she's publicly spoken that she's had multiple abortions, and so you know she and, she's I mean, doubling not that down I would on encourage
2: that. Anybody to have an abortion? Right. I'd just be like don't make babies how's that don't recreate yourself I have to give you
1: credit caller because I was so angry with what I was hearing I didn't really stop to think about it in the way that you are which is like you know what definitely don't
2: procreate I hate to say but all these people that are out marching around the way they behave at these abortion, basically abortion rallies yes where they're cheering each other on and stuff and I'm saying I have never been able to stomach the whole thought of abortion Hmm. and why people can't figure out ways to prevent pregnancies. Mm -hmm. And most of these people should not be procreating. Mm. I'm like, don't, don't make more babies. Don't kill them. Right. You shouldn't even really be
1: well, you, know, I did- you
2: just shouldn't be making more of yourselves. No, we don't need a multiple, like multiples of these people. We don't.
1: <laughs> I, I think it's a, a great Sorry. point. You know, it's a great point, caller. Thank <laughs> you so much. Um, I, I will say uh, just during the Roe versus Wade, you know, resurgence, I started looking up abortion statistics and man, I didn't really want to go there in the show. But. Um, Just because there are so many options to prevent pregnancy um, and avoid the actual in-clinic abortions, abortions are at like a historic low. Um, So if there's any silver lining in the conversation, that would be one of them. Um, But let's actually play a clip of uh, Chelsea Handler. This is the kind of stuff I was going to do the other thing first with Don Lemon, but let's do the Chelsea Handler thing. Um, So essentially she's got this show out on Netflix right now. She was a guest host on um, The Daily Show for a whole week. Um, And it seems to me like every chance she gets, she is uh, glorifying and sensationalizing not having children. Um, And let's listen to a couple things first, because if you haven't heard, it's not going to make sense to you, but take my word for it. It's, it's atrocious. So let's hold on. Let's shut the music off because I can't manage. I need, I I just need a staff person to help me. All right, let's do this.
3: I'll see how there. And here's why I love not having any kids. I never have to help anyone with their homework. I don't have to figure out where the Atlantic Ocean is or who built the Great Wall of China or what Alexander the Great was up to. I don't have to teach any child about times tables or periodic tables. I don't know anything about tables except that they're used for eating and for rolling joints. No science fair projects, Halloween costumes or Paper mache solar systems. If I have that much glue in my house, I'm either snorting it or using it to put in my extension. All good. I'm not learning a new way to do math. Core math? I don't think so. The old way is just fine. Two plus two equals 420. Kids, they're not that
1: great. I I mean, (laughs) kids, they're not that great. Actually, they are, Chelsea. (laughs) They are. Um, This I mean, her her stand up routine is basically just wrapped around this notion um, that you can't be a woman. You can't be your true self. uh, You can't do what you want. You can't do any of those things if you're a parent or if you're a mother. And I I'm living proof that that is absolutely not true. Um, you know, I, I guess the only thing I can say here is you have the full control on your life, by the way, and, and you can choose and you can decide how to allocate your time, how to spend your time. Um, you can choose when to have children, when not to have children. Um, you can pick pick how old you are. You can decide when you're done having children. You get to choose how many I think even science allows for you to choose what kind of child you have, whether you have a a boy or a girl. You have complete control over parenting. And I think that, you know, Chelsea Handler is just this additional layer of just like the dismantling of the cornerstone of our society, which is family. Everything is and surrounds the institution of family. And I'm not even going to say it's about the nuclear family because the nuclear family is essentially just a husband and a wife and children, right? So that, that's that gone. You know, I'm, I'm, I understand as, first of all, as the the child of parents that were not together and I was raised by a stepfather, um, as the mother of children and I'm not with their father anymore and I'm remarried and my children have a stepfather, Um having uh, you know where people can be single parents i the, the the family essence is really what i'm talking about i almost don't care what it looks like um contrary to popular belief there are republicans in the republican party that don't care if um gay couples have children i'm talking to you jim lyons um so uh the the family uh is only possible with children um, if it's just you and a partner, I mean, I guess we can call you a family, um, but when you die, your family dies. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. So, you, you know, you need children to, uh, you know, perpetuate the family. You need children to care for you when you're older. I mean, Chelsea Handler is going to die alone. She has no children. She has no husband. She has no partner. She's constantly talking about going on dates and on dating apps. Um it's, it's looking bleak for Chelsea Handler, to be honest with you. Um, and so, you know, this whole thing about n- not having children and why it's so much better um, if, you, if you don't have children. I'm going to find the clip um, and we'll play it right now, actually, where this one in particular really gets to me. Where she actually talks about um, how she would rather be a uh, divorced dad than a mom.
3: I say I don't want to be a mother, but I wouldn't mind being like a divorced dad, you know, I could crush that role coming in hot at like 50% all the time. Yeah, showing up Friday afternoons with unicorn frappuccinos and then back to the Cheesecake Factory and then back to Starbucks
1: and then drop them off and skedaddle Monday before really hits the fan. So, like, hey, you know, do you know why that is the way that it is? You know why dads have kids on the weekends? Because in the state of Massachusetts, if you get divorced, you don't start off with 50-50 custody. As a dad, you get quote-unquote parenting time. And I remember when I first started here, I dedicated a show to all the dads out there and the, the, the All-American Male. And we talked about the demasculating of men. One of the ways that this occurs is is in this state in particular, and I'm not going to talk about states where I don't know the whole spiel, in this state, there has been attempts, by the way, to pass bills that would have equal parenting time. But when you get divorced or you separate or you go for, you know, paternity and custody and all of that stuff, uh, the father does not automatically get 50-50 custody. And I'm sure it's like that in many states, by the way. So for this woman to kind of joke and laugh about how that's so great and dads are only limited to these weekend roles and doing all of the fun stuff, that is not what most dads would choose. That is what the court system dictates. That is what the court system gives you. And unless you've got the money to hire an attorney and fight for it and go to court and do all of this stuff, that's pretty much all you're going to get. And I'm going to tell you, I'm speaking from experience. When I met my husband, he had Uh, extremely limited parenting time. It was not because he didn't want his child. It was not because he was an unfit father. It's the opposite. He wanted his son as much as he could. And he was declared fit, you know, when he and his ex-wife got divorced. Um, But he had unbelievably limited parenting time, limited parenting time on holidays, all of these things. Um, And so, you know, when I met my husband and I recognized he was such a great dad and it was obvious that he wanted more time with his child, um, we had no choice but to pay an attorney a lot of money and go to court and advocate and fight uh, for more time. Um, And, you know, $15,000 later, my husband uh, had almost achieved 50-50 parenting time. But Massachusetts courts don't give dads that. So here's here's this girl, right? This washed up comedian who finally gets a show on Netflix because the woke are just thirsty for more. And she gets up here and she has the absolute audacity to like joke about dads being able to do the fun stuff on the weekends. If you only got your kids for like 24 full hours, what are you going to do with them? You're going to go make them clean the kitchen floor or are you going to take them out to like, you know, Cheesecake Factory and to Starby's? What's he going to do? Then the kid's going to be like, dude, I don't want to go to dad's. It stinks. There's more clips of this woman and, and how she is basically justifying, uh, not having children. It's child choice, not childless. Um, and she wants everybody to be kind to her that she chooses not to have children. I don't really care. I don't think anybody's going around and yelling at her that she doesn't have any kids. Like the caller said, thank goodness. There's, there's no little mini Chelsea handlers running around. Um, but there's another clip that I'm going to play for you when we come back from the break. And it just had me raging. 508 uh, 996 You can also send on, messages. I have to slow down. I had a, I had a half a Red Bull on my way in here. And I am like wired for sound. <sighs> slow it down, Jess. Everything's okay. Chelsea can't hurt you. Five zero eight nine nine six. 0, 0500. I'm just Machado filling in for the birthday boy. I'll be right back after this.
0: 1420 WBSM can now be heard on 99.5 FM. California. Marcus McCarthy. South Coast Tonight is the place to react to all of the day's news and where they make some news of their own. Coming in red, please. Back to the talk now on WBSM.
1: Hi, besties. Welcome back to South Coast tonight. I I was trying to pull up this clip on uh, Chelsea Handler, and unfortunately, um, the one that I really wanted is, uh, it's not censored, Um, so we can't we can't play that one. Yikes! But um, I think we can play this one. Uh, so we're we're talking about um, Revolution is the name of uh, Chelsea Handler's new Netflix special. It's a stand-up routine that she's doing. Um, for those of you who don't know Chelsea Handler, uh, Handler, skip over this. You don't need to. <laughs> There's really nothing new to see here. She she went out with Fifty Cent. That's about all I got. That's all actually. I really know. I don't know, like. What else she does other than just run her mouth on all this liberal agenda and she's part of this woke group and it's it's just whatever. Up until this point, I haven't really cared, but I do care that she's out there basically talking about how, um, you know, having kids is really just you can't do what you want to do. You can't you can't be who you want to be. You can't be the woman that you want to be if you're a mom. Um, and kids, Ew. Uh, Being around your kids or extra time with your kids, ew. Uh, Gonna continue to rely back on that first caller who said, "Thank goodness she doesn't have any children," to perpetuate this this way of thinking. Um, In this uh, stand up, she does a uh, a piece about uh, the pandemic and uh, why she's thankful she didn't have children during it.
3: Oh my God, you guys, we made it. We're survivors. global pandemic and now we're going to pretend it's not happening anymore and i am down with that what an exciting time to be alive right i mean i don't want to toot my own horn you guys but after the last two and a half three years of watching everybody stuck inside their houses with their spouses And babies? I have never been more confident in my life decision-making skills. In remaining childless and alone. The entire reason that I have never had a child was on the off chance. I might live through a global pandemic and would have to homeschool
1: it. I I don't know about anybody else, but listen. Yes, the the lockdown and the pandemic came with these real. <laughs> real issues I had with dying, right? Let's take that out of it. The pandemic definitely made me feel like death was on my doorstep. um, And it petrified me to the point where we we basically locked ourselves in our home. Sure. Let's take that out of it. I will never, ever, ever. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows if Biden stays in office, what's going to happen? I've never been gifted the opportunity that I had during those months of lockdown where my whole family was safe. Under one roof, spending time together with zero responsibilities, None of us were working. None of us were going to school. We were doing nothing. We couldn't go anywhere. We didn't, everything was canceled. And yes, I look back on that and it was definitely a terrible time to lose as far as like your children and school and social and emotional needs. It was terrible for small businesses. We don't have to regurgitate that. We know how bad it is. But if there was anything great about it, it was the opportunity to spend quality time with my family in our home. And, and just to listen to this woman, you know, get the platform and the stage to talk about how great it was that she didn't have to have that extra time alone with children and have to homeschool them. I mean, I, I can't help but find that this is just, it's dangerous. I mean, what do they want? Do they just not want, like, humans on the earth anymore? Is that, like, part of the Great Reset? Like, what is what is what is the goal here? You want angry women. You want people who are, um, like, changing their DNA. You know, you want no children. What What are we going to be left with? Um, and by the way, this is like, it's not happening everywhere else uh, to this extent. Um, even like, even the COVID stuff isn't happening everywhere. It's very isolated. You know, like there are colleges in the United States uh, that are all experiencing like these COVID restrictions still mandating vaccines to attend. And um, there are colleges in other countries that are just not doing that. Why are we still doing that? Um, why are we, why are we pushing this rhetoric that, you know, you can't be the woman you want to be uh, if you aren't, um, if you're a mother, You have to sacrifice yourself and who you are. Um, That's not true. I am my authentic self every single solitary day. Do you have a motto? Do people have like your own motto and and how you feel about things? I've always maintained this one motto. I remember reading a Martha, Martha, it's going to be hard to say it, Martha Stewart, Martha Stewart, Martha Stewart. (laughs) Martha Stewart cookbook that I got when I was like 21 or 22. And on the inside flap of the the cover, she had a statement that said, I do what I please and I do it with ease. And I remember reading that and thinking I've never felt anything else resonate with me more. And I was like, that's me. I do what I, I please and I do it with ease. And having children has not stopped me from living that way. Um, I can go where I want. I can do what I want. I can be who I want. Um, And you can be a woman um, and have children and still be yourself and have a fulfilling life. Um, And so, you know, I want to counterpoint this trash and say that that's exactly what you can do. Don't listen to her. Don't buy into it. It's a trap. Let's take a break. I am Jess Machado filling in for the boys. It's Marcus's birthday. Happy birthday, Marcus. Uh, We'll be right back after this. We've got uh, about one minute left. Let's take this caller who's been waiting. Uh, hey, caller, you got about a minute.
2: Okay, one minute. What's, going on? What's
1: the end of the show? No, it's just the end of the first hour. Do you want to call back after the news so you can have yeah, more time? So. I'll call back after the news. All right, I'll take you as soon as you call. All right, all right, Okay. Yeah, I hate to do that to besties, if you, especially if you want to talk a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, so uh, Chelsea Handler, um, tr- trash. But you can go on Twitter and you'll be able to see all of these clips that I'm talking about. Some of them obviously have swears and I can't play them here, but it enrages me. It really, it really messes with me because, you know, um, I think it's giving... Uh, parents and moms a bad rap first of all like that we're not ourselves like have you ever met anybody like me like we're all the same we're all moms we're all doing all of these things we're all trying our best but we're also contributing to society and raising the next generation of people to keep it going how selfish do you have to be to just basically say i just care about myself too much and being able to go to starbucks when i want and i don't really care about society you know when i'm gone